It's showtime. Hey, welcome to Did You Watch Survivor last night. This is the only Survivor podcast. Each week I ask my best friend, Thomas Powell, if he did indeed watch a certain reality show, usually on the Survivor Sunday, but today is, of course, Marquesas Monday. Thomas, how are you doing this Marquesas Monday evening? Jake, I'm um, currently soaking in a tub uh, after seeing Avatar 2, The Way of the Water. You know the way of the yeah, water. Yeah, I'm all about the water now. You got to be in it. I'm going underwater to try and increase my lung capacity. Um, I'm yeah. looking for whales under there that uh, I can uh, soul bond with. And uh, you, uh, you're you're taking a bath in Lake Michigan to find these whales? No, just my bathtub. So, oh, those are some small whales, I imagine. Yeah, but you know they're like easier to to deal with then. The whales in that movie were pretty big. Super aggressive whales in Avatar 2 Well I, I just like where would I put them You know like yeah, I only got so much space If I could get like a fish tank for them Yeah That's ideal that's I think um, Yeah in The Sims There's a little uh, little cheat That you can make anything smaller or bigger With just a little keystroke Maybe you could do that with a whale Put it in a little fish tank next to your I don't know, decorative globe. Yeah, it sounds, your home. sounds pretty good. And the decorative globe is all uh, is also like, I don't know, there's Av- it's actually Pandora. It's not Earth. That's going to be like Pandora a, is what the planet is called. And it turns Yeah. And it turns out that's what the that's actually, you know, like the Twilight Zone end where it's like, oh, we were not Earth at all. What? You know, because like at the end of it, it's it, you all think it's taking place on Earth. But at the end, the reveal, it's like that globe. That's not Earth. Oh, this whole thing Pandora. was on Pandora this whole time. Yeah, well, we knew that because we saw the first movie. Well, I'm saying in real life right now. We're on Pandora right now? <laughs> Prove to me that we're not. I actually heard Pandora's flat. <laughs> Pandora's and a, it actually is. Pandora it is actually a little is give and because take there, it's a movie. Because, like... It's cool. Like, I feel like they're pretty good at, like, curating nature, but also you don't really get to pick what nature there is, and sometimes there's advertisements, mm. so, you know. Yeah, for sure. For sure. You know where there's a lot of beautiful nature, Thomas? A little country called Panama. Thomas, did you watch Survivor Panama last night? I gotta tell you, the middle of uh, Avatar 2, I kind of wish that I was watching Survivor because everyone was like hanging out on a beach, but nobody was doing cool challenges or voting each other off. So I was like, what, what's the point of Boring. this? What do you think of this new rumor that um, Jeff Prost might do it with challenges entirely? It's one of the dumbest ideas they've ever had. Yeah. They did fire tokens. Yeah, fire tokens is an infinitely better idea than just getting rid of them. Like, the thing I said in our Survivor DM that we're in is, like, it makes sense that they would do that because the last couple seasons have basically penalized anyone in the final uh, tribal that is good at challenges. Because they're like, that's not actually fair. That's not a real way to play the game. So they're just going to eliminate it entirely. Yeah. Used to be, it was one of the main strategies of how to get to the end. Yeah, it's it's no. people treat it like they just gave you the immunity necklace. It's like, well, you didn't have to do anything to get immunity. All you did was win the challenges we all lost. It's like, yeah, 
<laughs> That's the thing I did. Yeah, the main reason there's better juries is because of their jury's poor uh, uh, challenge performance. That's the number one They're reason. Jealous. Not, you know, burned bridges or anything. Yeah, they, uh, you know, haters are going to hate. Uh, let them hate, hate, hate. Yeah, call them Nick Jonas because they're jealous. Yeah. Uh, this episode first aired, the first episode we watched, of course, was called Breakdown. What do you think of that episode title? Uh, pretty good. Pretty apt. Um, is this the season? Mm. What was the name of the first episode? You know, Thomas, I couldn't tell you. <laughs> I deleted that from my uh, from my notes already. There's no, there's no way week. to look. It's been lost of time. There's no way to look that I up. I mean, I could. I guess I could open up the Survivor panel, Survivor Wiki Fandom dot com, and tell you that it is actually called. Oh my god, there's so many notes. The first exile. Okay, I because when uh, the second one was called Breakdown, my thought was I know there were a couple seasons where they like all the episodes were named after songs or whatever. And I was like, oh, is that yeah. like the um, the Tom Petty song? And the answer is no. It's more about uh, the guy that went cold turkey on cigarettes. <laughs> and <laughs> went on Survivor. Um, what's the first ex- Who's the first person to be exiled, Adam? Uh, Assyrian. The expulsion of the kingdom of Israel. I feel like I've... Um, I feel like I stumbled upon something that I didn't mean to. The first thing, the fourth result is um, is Survivor, when you search for the first exile. And then everything else is about the Jewish diaspora, which I don't know about. So maybe it's good that I Googled this. Did I? You know? So you're saying you started something you couldn't finish? That's basically what I'm saying. Uh, mistakes are opportunities for growth, or whatever else they say on Lodge 49. I liked, this is a Lodge 49 podcast now. I liked in, uh, I think it was Scott, got very frustrated at one point. It was like, I wish everyone would stop speaking in riddles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Very, very funny. Very good show. Uh, this show is called Survivor. This episode first aired February 9th, 2006. This show is about Survivor again. How many viewers do you think this received? Last week it got 19.2 million. I'm going to say uh, people heard that there was a guy that uh, went cold turkey on cigarettes, and I'm going to say it shot up to 19.5. Uh, in fact, they uh, didn't care to see uh, so much talk of cigarettes, and it dropped to 18.75 million. Even uh, after the so exile a, thing? This is bullshit. I know. Uh, there was a horrible storm, and the old men haven't finished their shelter yet. The young men are also doing bad. The old women are trying to get fire, and the young women eat papaya. Just like all of their ages and genders are, right? Yeah, Exactly. I have a lot of things to say about that, okay? Yeah. Tell, tell me about how old women and young women are different and how sometimes they eat papayas. And old men are always complaining about cigarettes and their lack of them. I women feel like this sounds papayas. like it, it would be fun to do any of these things like that, but just with like a... Like a I've, I've got Dane Cook on the brain because there's another podcast I was listening to that was uh, doing a special series about Dane Cook. But just to be like, cast? oh... Uh, you know, there's like women that are always like eating papaya. Have you guys seen this? And then he would like pantomime doing it. And he'd have a stool. 
Mm-hmm. For uh, any of our younger so listeners, t- that's what Dane Cook's stand-up comedy was like. He's like, we all got that friend Dane. who's a girl who's always eating papaya. And then he would do some exaggerated physical comedy. And he would be wearing like very tightly tailored t-shirts with like boot cut jeans. Um, the papaya had expired uh, before his wife turned 18. Isn't get it? Whoa. You know, That's we all have I like 17 year old girls. You know, we, we know you meet a girl when she's 15 and she's eating papaya and then you date her for a while and then. <laughs> yeah. We all have that, We've right? All That'll been happen to us. Oh, how about this? A future season of Survivor, a Dane Cook Islands. <laughs> hmm? Yeah, you can do that uh, with Dane Cook and with uh, the Islands is uh, people that starred in movies with him. Uh, <laughs> or anyone else idea. that was on uh, Tourgasm with him. When you said um, the Island and uh, anybody in a movie with Dane Cook, I definitely imagined the uh, Jude Law movie, The Island. But oh, yeah. With Michael Dane Clark Cook Duncan's and the Jude Law part. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What if, Dane Cook know? Islands is either people that are Dane Cook or people <laughs> that are in the movie The Island or are in the band Islands. We have to we have to stop coming up with so many genius ideas for a segment for a simulated season, only, I should say. We only have so many of these we can do. We uh yeah, eventually we'll run out of new episodes of Survivor and we'll just have to create our own seasons. And you know what? We'll, we're happy to do it. Do you think that Dane Cook Islands would actually be, he's not a contestant, it's hosted by Dane Cook? Yeah. Uh, Dane Cook would be the host, and then uh, he would get five of his favorite comics of every race and separate them into four tribes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, this is definitely, Uh, this is like a 2003, like this is definitely like a 2004 Comedy Central show. Uh, 100%. I mean, we're, we're getting ahead of ourselves, but, uh, Mad TV definitely did a parody of Survivor Cook Islands, uh, where they made everybody do like, uh, stereotypical things for their ethnicity. Yeah. And then they'd have, uh, Ike Barinholtz as, uh, Dane Cook, which they actually did in a sketch. Hmm. That's good. Dane Cook Barinholtz. Whatever. Uh, Shane, it talks about missing his kid and calls himself ADD psycho boy because life is always moving so quickly back at home. What, what a descriptor descriptor. Shane should go on next. Yeah. I definitely was like, I, I, I sympathize because I could also go for some coffee, but like I did like one of my favorite things this episode was that I'm sure he does miss his son. I kind of think he was playing that part of it up a little bit because what he really missed was the cigarettes that he wasn't smoking. (laughs) My son is actually his favorite brand of cigarettes. I think the urgency of seeing his son uh, was a more acceptable way of being like, I really fucking need a cigarette right now. Thomas, do you know Shane's last name? I, I do not know what his last name is. Um, I'll tell you, um, speaking of hilarious movies from the two thousands, uh, he shares the last name with one of the funniest groovy guys from the two thousands movie guys. Is it Shane Powers? 
His name is Shane Powers. Do you know Shane Powers' son's name? Is his name Austin Powers? No, his name is Boston. But his name is Boston Powers? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I miss my son. Yeah, baby. I hope that he <laughs> behaves. So they uh, go to do what they assume is a challenge, but instead they all stand on discs and they get new tribes. Terry and Danielle are the captains for a schoolyard pick. How do you feel about these two captains? Obviously, you've seen both of these people uh, since since they both came back, right? Did did I? I I sincerely do not remember that. Yes, Terry returned on our first season, Second Chances, and Danielle was, of course, on Heroes vs. Villains. How long was Terry on Second Chances? Uh, not as long as he should have been. He had a very sad departure on that season. That doesn't tell, like, was he an early out? Because that might be why I don't really remember him. Mm, I think he made it, like, midway. I don't remember if he made the merge. or I don't think he made the merge. Um, but he had to go home because his son was really sick or in an accident or something. So you need to go see him. I very vaguely remember this. I don't really start seeing the cast members as people in the old seasons we watch until we get close to the merge. So I'm, they're all just like a, there's like a few characters you latch onto and then everyone else is just like, this is a person in the two thousands. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Bruce is not chosen. Speaking of people from the 2000s, so he goes to Exile Island like our boy Romeo uh, until the next trial council where he will take the place of the person voted out. I always like when they do this. Yeah, when they You're just going to replace whoever. You know, it's a gimmick I like so much. Uh, I actually used it in Survivor Wild West. Didn't you read that, of course, Thomas? Yeah, I did. It's been, I couldn't quote it word for word. It's been a while. Yeah. Well, it's not the Bible or Romeo and Juliet. No, I wouldn't of course expect not. you to do that. But uh, what was I going to say? I, I do like when they do the schoolyard pick, and then at the end they're like, jokes on you, the person you didn't pick. Actually, uh, it's <laughs> good for them that you didn't pick them. Shame on yeah. you. The old switcheroo. Uh, So now with their new tribes, they have to collect six wooden snakes and cross some obstacles. You know, I love the wooden snakes. Can't argue with that. There's some real potential for... I'm surprised there aren't more Survivor YouTube poops because, like, Jeff's description of this challenge, the number of times that he says the word snakes... I mean, you could just cut... Mm -hmm. You could just cut snakes into every single part of this, and it would be a fun, irreverent video that you would make in 2007 or whatever. And I just really feel like we missed hey. out on that. Hey, that era is kind of right around this era, too. I think, um, yeah, it was probably harder to do things back then on the Internet. I don't fucking know. You could only put 10 minutes on YouTube way back when. I was no, a little disappointed. That's true. That was that was when you could only do ten minutes. Ridiculous. Um, the wooden ladder bridge looks fun. That was one of my notes. Yeah, it does. I was a little disappointed that it wasn't real snakes. Uh, real snakes are cruel, <laughs> but not a real green snake. That's cruel. Thank you. That's what I'm trying to say. Um, real snakes. What's your favorite snake, Thomas? Early wildlife shot. I like like the little the, teeny snakes, like the little the, the little teeny like uh, 
what's the word for them? I don't know. They're like the the really small ones. Gardener garter snakes. I think that they're even smaller than that. Little baby snakes. Yeah, just little baby snakes. Baby snake, do 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 do. Remember that song? I yes. Love it. It's about sharks, though, of course. Speaking of Lodge 49. Um, okay, so Shane is happy to be with the younger people over on Kasaya. They discuss expanding their shelter. Suri is annoyed with all the new people on her tribe. Suri, I, you know, every time she's in a scene, I'm like, I, I get why she's so popular. It's, Suri was, like, Suri is just great in a vacuum. Like, just very entertaining person, very easy to root for, very smart player. They definitely made her an immediate favorite by putting her in with a group of very unstable people and just had her react <laughs> to them. A hundred percent. Yeah, she is such a great, uh, like, re- a reaction shot where uh, a reaction, you know, talking head whenever anything ridiculous happens. And Thomas, you know, I've seen this season once or twice before. Some some ridiculous shit happens uh, with Suri and some other people on this tribe. Um, what is this, Shane MTV, says, with all this ridiculousness? <laughs> Shane says it's fun to have girls around, and, uh, well, that's a gross thing to say. I can't say I disagree, you know? High five. Thomas, can you high five me right now? Yeah, I'm high fiving. The, the listeners can't see, but uh, if they were viewers, they could see, but uh, we're high fiving right exactly. now. Exactly. If they, uh, you know, if they paid for the. Uh, Patreon tier that includes video. There's a high Maybe five cam for a hundred dollars a month. <laughs> Perfect. Just a camera on each of our hands. Yeah. There's a video feed. It's not <laughs> us, but it's just our hands. There's two videos. There's a split screen video have, with our hands, and when we high five, we have, we have four drones, one on each of our hands. <laughs> And they just automatically follow whatever our hands are doing like puppets. This is a groundbreaking, similar to James Cameron's Avatar 2 Way of the Water. This is a groundbreaking technical uh, masterpiece of a podcast that we want to make for you. But you got to give us the resources to do it, you know? Let me uh, give people a little peek behind the curtain. We talked about 20 minutes about Avatar 2. before we started recording this podcast here and I asked Thomas a lot of questions. What about this? What about this? Cause of course I don't really care to see that movie, but I, I have another question, Thomas. And it is this at any point in avatar two, did anyone say avatar? No one said avatar. I'm afraid. Fucking ridiculous. You know, what would have been really I great can't. if Jeff Probst just showed up when they go to the, the next location like the the tribal yeah. chief when they show up, it's not Roman Reigns. <laughs> excuse me. It's not Roman Reigns. Don't acknowledge him. I'm sorry. Excuse, excuse me. Who's the tribal chief here? <laughs> yeah, but you show up and it's just Jeff Probst, and he goes, "Come on in, guys." Okay, I just I, before we move on, I do want to say this is going out on the entire internet. So can you just remind me who's the tribal chief? Oh, it's uh, well, Roman Reigns is. I was saying that this tribal Thank chief you. would be a different one that isn't Roman Reigns, but he is the tribal <laughs> chief. Yes, this yes, would be a tribal chief. Uh, Shane is doing great because um, there's girls around now. Yep. Uh, Melinda thinks she or Suri is next. You know, that's sad. I didn't really care about Melinda either way, I think. Yeah, but. well, I, I felt bad. For, I feel very bad for her this episode because 
she didn't do anything. And I know that that happens to a lot of people. And like, I mean that in like, she didn't do anything negative. Like she didn't. Right. She wasn't like, she didn't like lose him a challenge. She didn't get in a fight with anybody. She didn't get caught trying to, you know, find the idol or something like that. She She just hadn't made the connections that were necessary. And also it's not like there wasn't an effort made. It was literally the four young, (laughs) which not even like, cause I think, uh, Suri and, uh, Shane are about the same age, but, um, Shane just went up to the three younger, uh, the people from the younger tribes and was like core four till we die. I will kill my Mm -hmm. son before I break this alliance. I don't know. Like having talked to them for like two seconds and then it was like, well, that's it. Always a good strategy. Uh, Shane says he will kill them if they screw him, which, you know, this is a guy. This is these two episodes that we watched. I have never seen people place more trust in someone acting (laughs) more like the least trustworthy, like in like, I think his normal personality, probably not a trustworthy person to play with, but also he is going insane from nicotine withdrawal. (laughs) Having not seen this season, not knowing much about this season, how much longer do you think Shane will last? I bet he's going to last way too long because he should have been gone this episode. I bet he makes the merge for some stupid reason. Uh, So over on the other tribe, Terry, Nick and Austin make a deal, but then someone else tries to make a final four deal with Austin. So someone's going to get hurt. I don't know. We didn't really spend much time on this tribe. No, (laughs) like nothing happened. They're not people. Uh, over on Exile, Bruce tries to make a fire, but it storms again. Uh, the storms this season, pretty bad, apparently. Yeah, everybody seemed like they were roughing it. This is one of those seasons where people are like, everyone's skin looks bad. Everyone's miserable. This is a bad time. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, the only scene we got from Lamina, really, the only plot lining we got there, uh, was that Nick and Sally go fishing and Sally shoots the spear deep underwater. It is really funny to win fishing gear and then immediately lose the fishing gear. Yeah. Remember when Rupert got so mad he almost murdered people because this happened? It's so weird that that guy was a fan favorite. I know. It's like, we I'm love this psycho. Like, this guy's cool. <laughs> he's a cool guy because he's like a pirate and the show's like a pirate. Um, so the immunity challenge, they, um, have to transport giant zombie head from the water to a giant zombie body on the beach. Great shit. You know, what else can you say? This is what we're missing. They should have, uh, for like a fall season, they should have a special Halloween episode where they have to do that with one of the Home Depot skeletons. Like, why not? You know, it's right there. Home Depot. Could be a, a product placement for you, Survivor Jeff Probst. Yeah, the the twelve foot tall skeleton authority is here. It's ridiculous that they're not doing this every year, um, but they also missed Ghost Island. You know, they played Ghost Island in fucking April. October is the ghost month. Ridiculous! Like, what a missed opportunity. I feel like maybe Jeff just doesn't always make the best decisions. Well, I think uh, you're going to reconsider that when they cut out all challenges. Oh, that's right. That's right. Because that's a great idea. Jeff's going to like cut um, promos. He's going to talk shit to the camera and be like, you want challenges? 
go watch MTV. This is Survivor. <laughs> Honestly, my dad would probably love it. He's always mad that like it's not survive. They're not actually surviving out there because they can leave at any time or whatever his excuses. If they didn't have to do challenges, he'd be like, "Oh, so they're actually surviving on a beach all alone." They should die. They yeah. shouldn't administer any medical attention to anyone. Thank you. That's all I'm Jeff saying. Should I be agree with my them. dad here. Yeah, <laughs> the most dangerous Jeff. <laughs> uh, so the uh, immunity challenge is won by Lamina. Great stuff. Uh, Kazaya is having a time. Shane continues to have a hard time and discusses quitting. Sari says, let him quit. <laughs> this is it is so funny when everyone is. I get that you just made an alliance with him or whatever. But like, first of all, you probably should have guessed from the way that yeah. he's acting that like this guy's not a reliable person to make an alliance with. Like, you're not going to go to the end with this guy. <laughs> And you probably shouldn't make those kind of promises this early in the game anyway. But still, if someone, if you have to go to tribal council and someone is like, I don't want to be here anymore, let him go. Yeah. Hey, let him go. You know, makes it easier for the rest of us. I completely understood where Suri was coming from. Yeah. Here. Suri is 100% right. Yeah. Um, but no, RS convinces him to stick it out. You know, dudes rock. Aris is very dude's rock energy guy, and I like that. He's about a yoga him. instructor, right? Yeah, he's like the uh, only member of that alliance that uh, seems kind of normal. <laughs> I mean, fair. Uh, he tells Melinda and Sari that he's going to vote for one of them. He's also straightforward, you know. Also, I do like, like never that in a do person. that. Just like what the fuck? Never what a ever weird do thing that. To say. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, at Tribal Council, Shane complains some more and calls his withdrawals a psychotic bad idea detox. I, I have I mean, to assume that he has already told people that he quit smoking cigarettes, but I think this is the only time with this new tribe where he said it mm, on screen. That's a good point. At, if this I, is the first time that they're hearing about it at that point, wouldn't you be like, this guy's completely unreliable. We need to vote him out, like, immediately. If that, yeah, maybe uh, that's evidenced for the case that he did tell them already. And they're like, hey, man, we're all, we're well, all this missing ma- something. This, make, this makes them even dumber. Though. Like, that's the thing, is, like, the best case scenario is this is your first time hearing about it and being like, oh, well, no wonder this guy's acting so crazy. And they were like, should probably still keep him around. Let's get rid of, get yeah. rid of, get rid of the old ladies. Get him out of here. Uh, so Sari and Melinda defend themselves. Sari says her family would be disappointed if she only made it six days, but then admits that she would actually be disappointed in herself. Uh, and then Jeff tells them that their tribe is all over the map. I, you know, correct. Why, why doesn't he say things like this more often? Yeah. Jeff is like, Jeff is, is, Aloof and mean, and that is what I want from Jeff. Yeah, it's the best kind of Jeff. Tough love, Jeff. Uh, Shane gets two votes, which he was probably uh, happy about because he was like, ooh, yummy, yummy cigarettes. That's the thing, too, is like, especially at that point, you're like, well, no wonder he wanted to leave. Like, he'll thank me if I vote him off. Be no hard feelings. But that was not enough because Melinda got the other four you know, someone there had to be like, the island's not done with you yet, Shane. 
100%. Okay, so the second episode we watched this week was called Crazy Fights Snake Dinners. How about that for a title? Yeah, uh, there certainly were some crazy fights, and there certainly were some snake dinners, so... To be honest, I don't remember anybody eating snakes. No, nobody really did, but, you know, it's fun to think Mm. about. That's true. Uh, This episode first aired on February 9th, 2006. Thomas, how old would you have been? February 9th, 2006. Jake, I would have been 14 years old. I, too, would have been 14 years old. And how many viewers do you think this episode received? I'm going to say that it got, I'm going to say it rebounded slightly. I'm going to say it got 18.9 million. Are you sure about that? Yes. And uh, it uh, did the opposite of rebounding, and the ball fell to the floor, and um, they lost another several hundred thousand people. It was a turnover. uh, So, uh, okay, it was like 18.2 million. million? It was 16.9. Oh, my God. People were like, this shit sucks. I'm out of here. Yeah. I don't like this guy. <laughs> yeah, this guy, this crazy guy is really throwing this whole thing off. The vibe is off on this show. What, what is this, happened? train spotting? I don't want to watch this. <laughs> We've brought together 20 of your favorite heroin addicts to yeah. play Survivor and also go through detox. Watch this guy, yeah. this is. If I wanted to watch Celebrity Rehab, I'd go over to VH1. <laughs> Help, I'm a celebrity. Get me out of here is basically what that show was, I assume. You know how celebrities are always on drugs. It's true. Uh, Bruce comes to camp and is actually an expert on everything. Did you know that? Yeah, he he knows pretty much everything. everything? Uh, He filters water through three, count them, three T-shirts. Would you trust this? No. (laughs) I mean, I might be desperate enough that I'd go with it, but... It is one of those things where I was like, oh, OK, well, this guy seems to I was like, I guess this guy maybe knows what he's talking about. And then when it got there was a little pushback on it, I was like, yeah, that does seem a little suspect. And I kept waiting for there to be a montage of everyone getting like horrible diarrhea, but it didn't happen. So maybe he's right. I um, I feel like that's what happened with Arst on Lost. It's just like he presented himself as the smart guy scientist and that's what he became. Is this guy going to get blowed up by some dynamite? You know, I uh, don't want to spoil anything, uh, but I will say he does get blown up by some dynamite. Oh, I can't wait. It's a real arts situation. They thought it was so funny when it happened on Lost. Actually, what did we say this started? 2006. Okay, so this had happened to arts already. Yeah. R.I.P. Arts. He was already dead at this point. Arts IP. <laughs> arts IPD. <laughs> Um, okay, so they, uh, they've got some uh, negative vibes over on Lamina as well. Nick goes fishing with some medieval equipment, as he says. Uh, they catch a lot of puffer fish, uh, which you uh, actually can't eat, but we'll talk more about that when we get to wildlife shots. Um, I was a little concerned that they were handling those puffer fish with their bare hands, because don't they have, like, yeah, they're poisonous, and they've got, like, sp- spines on them. Yeah. Yeah, they were. Uh, they probably shouldn't have been doing that. But you know, what else are you gonna do? This fish is trying to teach me to drive. And no, thank you. I you guess know? they've got medical kind of staff thing. there if need be. But I don't know. I wouldn't be doing that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 
We'll talk more about that. And I'd be like, like shots. It's like a, Mark it's Wahlberg a, talking about 9-11. If I'd been there, wouldn't have gone down that way. Yeah, but Thomas, you've said time and time again, you'd never play Survivor. No, I wouldn't. What if, okay, how about this? Not only do you get to play Survivor, which I know you want to, you get to be a tribe captain, uh, schoolyard pick, the other tribe captain, Mark Wahlberg, Marky Mark himself. Yay or nay? Mark Wahlberg is picking people based on whether or not he thinks they could stop 9-11 from happening. <laughs> yeah. So obviously he would pick you first. Well, he could. He wouldn't be allowed to, but if he could, he would. Well, Mark Wahlberg can do whatever he wants. <laughs> yeah, Mark Wahlberg. He was Mark in the Wahlberg happening. Mark like, I'm going to, uh, my agent's going to give you a call. We're, we're going to tweak some things here. <laughs> uh, so at the reward challenge, they launch balls to tribe mates standing over the water. Just a, a fun, good, cool challenge. I loved this. You know? This is good stuff. Like, I can imagine myself doing the same thing at the neighborhood pool with a ball and a friend, you know? This is one of those ones that just looked fun to do, like, no matter which mm-hmm. side of it you were doing. Yeah. Uh, and super satisfying when you successfully get a point. Uh, winners get lanterns, blankets, and pillows. Um, yeah. Uh, we already mentioned this good challenge easy to follow stakes are clear and looks fun um lamina wins again and they send bruce back to exile they were talking they were saying too many nice things about bruce so they, they made him go back to exile yeah exactly lamina is so happy with their rewards and then it storms again man every day it feels like Poor Bruce. He fight. He, yeah. These people are. He helps these people not be dehydrated anymore. And his reward is getting rained on. Well, hey, you don't want to be dehydrated. Here's some water for you. Here's the way of water. Yeah. Oh, you love the way of the water, huh? Oh, okay. Do, okay. Another avatar, avatar question. Um, do do they to get into the the water uh, filtration system and all that, like the precipitation and then it groundfall and then it rivers and ocean. I don't what think it called? rains in that entire movie, which is weird because they're like the part fuck? of it is kind of in like a rainforest. I don't really recall it raining at any point. More like a dry forest. Can't even drink alcohol in that forest. When you think about That's it, actually why they have to leave. actually kind of it's dry a dry forest. county and Jake's been uh, moonshining. <laughs> That's what Avatar 3 is going to be all about. <laughs> the way the way of the moonshine. <laughs> Um, Shane picks a stone to be his thinking seat and then freaks out when somebody asks why he claimed it is his. This is a weird scene. Yeah, this is, uh, not normal human behavior. It's the kind of thing that you might do if you were suffering very painful withdrawal symptoms from one of the most addictive substances on earth. Unobtainium. Exactly. Uh, (laughs) So Shane and Courtney Bicker... Over on Lamina, Sally, Nick, Misty, and Austin check in with each other. Jake, did you also feel like you were going insane when they were having a conversation where they're like, Shane just like bit my head off and I didn't even do anything. I don't know why he's doing that. (laughs) Like, yes, you do. You know why he's doing it. He told (laughs) you. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. No, I I would say I was going insane. I knew knew everything that was happening. I I know everything that's going to happen. I am the god of Survivor. It's one of those things, watching people have a conversation like that, where it's just like, 
I just thought Shane was really cool. And all of a sudden he just snapped at me for no reason. I just have no explanation <laughs> for it. It's like, you don't have any explanation. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he freaks out. Yeah. Um, oh, and then on the Lamina, we've got the, um, the classic hot young people flirting alliance. You know, the one we get every season. That's always fun. Yeah. And it always works. That's the other thing, too. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, Beauty and the Geek taught us that hot people can be smart, too. That's true. So, no one thought that before that. Yeah. Uh, they changed the their challenge. <laughs> they have to fight over a bag in the sand. Good stuff. Um, at one point uh, in the at the final round, Danielle tried to power slam Ruth Marie, and then Ruth Marie tried to con- counter it into a hurricane runner, but they both failed and ended up just falling down. Very funny. Yeah, what is this, Bottomania? Yeah. Uh, I almost called the Kasaya tribe Cesaro, because I was thinking about wrestling. Yeah. And that's not even his name I anymore. thought it was cool when one of them uh, did a big swing. They picked somebody up by yeah. their legs, and they swung him around. Yeah, that was fun. Uh, so the Claudio Castagnoli tribe wins after Bobby drags Ruth Marie to his tribe's mat. I would think I feel like this was uncool Yeah this did not look very comfortable For her No Uh, So Lamina's bummed out The boys agree to vote for Missy But Sally is targeting Ruth Marie How about How about that Sure I this tribe is fucking boring (laughs) That's what I think about this tribe I like I I'm glad that I labeled uh, The tribe names for each of those notes Because None of that. They got to do another tribe swap because there's too much drama on one of the tribes and there's not enough drama on the other tribe. Yeah. Oh, I think it'll uh, follow through. It'll, the The drama will continue through this season like your need for nicotine does through your life after you consume it. Even one time, don't do drugs. Yeah. Or when you do it uh, a whole pack and, and times three in one day every day. Yeah. Either uh, if you want to smoke, smoke three packs a day or don't smoke at all. Then then they, you know, learn not to smoke. Um, I wonder if he still smokes or if he ended up quitting. What Maybe if this really the the, like the the one takeaway that he had from Survivor? You know, people are like, I think this really like puts a lot of things in perspective. And for him, the thing it put in perspective is like, God, I love smoking cigarettes. I'm never going to stop. <laughs> cigarettes are just so good. Oh, I miss um, these. I'm never going to be apart from them again. And also my son, I guess, but the cigarettes, number one. <laughs> Do you know why you're not allowed to smoke cigarettes on Survivor? Um, Jeff doesn't like the smell. <laughs> <laughs> well, that plus uh, they're worried about the butts getting all over the beach and the uh, wildlife. <laughs> It's so it. funny. This They're is a just segment called A Bunch of Cigarette shots. Butts. <laughs> On the beach and like seagulls picking them up. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> uh, so we got some sort of eagle. We've got some other seabirds. Uh, fish. Multiple types of fish, crab, snake, iguana, and the puffer fish that almost killed them all. 
How many different species of pufferfish do you expect there to be in the world, Thomas Fowle? One. There's only one. <laughs> there can only be one. It's the Highlander of fish. Uh, there are actually one hundred and ninety three species of pufferfish. They vary in size between small to medium, the largest being twenty inches long. Uh, they're found in temperate, tropical waters, never in cold water. While they move fairly slow, they have a very powerful tail fin that allows them to change direction suddenly when necessary. Now here's, here's, here's where it starts to get fun. If they are caught by a predator, they can fill their stomachs with water or air, becoming spherical in shape. Big deal. I can do that, too, if I want. Yeah. I just don't. Watch me. Because I don't like yeah. to show off. Uh, I, round is a shape. That's what I say when I go to the doctor. And they ask me how my, uh, how my body image is. I say round is a shape. Yeah, I'm in shape. Round is a shape. That's what I say to my doctor. Yeah, that's a, one of those T-shirts that you could get at, like, Walmart. <laughs> yeah. Are you, are you making a joke? That's where I go for my yeah. clothes shopping. You, you have that right shopping. next to your icy stupid people t-shirt. Yeah. And then it's an arrow pointing up. Because I'm, I'm the stupid one. Because I bought t-shirts at Walmart. I did almost say McDonald's. Um, the, um, the puffing up into a spherical shape will sometimes hide their spikes so that the predator, instead of getting a tasty meal, they get an unpalatable pointy ball ouch the predator will then choke on the fish uh and will be infected with a neurotoxin that infects their liver ovaries intestines and skin it is often lethal lethal unless you're a shark um hmm. or a uh, a dolphin dolphins use these fish to get high um that's fucking sick Dolphins, yeah. dolphins finding recreational drug use is proof that they're intelligent. <laughs> uh, pufferfish can move their eyes independently and are able to change their color somewhat. Uh, and also, we talk about confidence all the time on the show. You know, you never want to come out and say you're confident. And these guys get it. Uh, and because they make no attempt to hide from their predators. Like... They know how dangerous they are. <laughs> They're a very confident fish, as yeah. stupid as they look. Do something about it. That's what they say. Yeah. Uh, newborns are extremely small, but when magnified, they look just like a regular puffer fish. Uh, I just thought that was a cute thing. Um, you know, imagine a puffer fish, but like infinitely smaller. Fucking cute, you know? It does sound pretty cute. What is this, Ponyo? I don't actually know what Ponyo is about. Fish, I think. Yeah, it's a little fish. Um, in Japan, males were observed making incredible geometric patterns in the seabed sand to attract the females. David Attenborough, famous human male, called them the greatest artists of the animal kingdom. How about that? That's pretty cool. Yeah. How, how do you, where do you think they rank? Imagine being the greatest artist of your species and then just some big guy grabs you and like pokes themselves with you to get high. 
<laughs> yeah, imagine. Pretty undignified. <laughs> it's like a fucking mushroom in a human. It's very you know? disrespectful to like grab Salvador Dali and poke yourself with him. <laughs> I mean, but have you seen some of his paintings? Yeah. Is that guy not on drugs? Yeah, that guy was gone off that puffer fish. Clocks melting? No, well, no, thank you. I can't imagine. What do you it think would be really funny if there was like some early version, concern. some early version of Benadryl, and like that was the explanation <laughs> for all of that kind of art. Was just like, yeah, people were taking a lot of Benadryl. Yeah, <laughs> he fell asleep halfway through the painting, and then just finished what had started. That's why they're all falling off on the edge there. Great painting. Favorite painting, Thomas. This is a new segment called Get to Know. Yeah. <laughs> favorite, uh, what's your wow, favorite my painting? Favorite painting. Um, your favorite painting of all time. Like, you know, like, a, well, whatever. No quali- no qualifications. Favorite I, painting of all time. I don't, I don't know that I have one, if I'm being perfectly honest. Wow. Mine's Nighthawks because I'm a classy gentleman. Okay. Thank you. Um, <laughs> I like Mondrian favorite. a lot, but there's not really like one Mondrian that's like, that's the one. They're all kind of similar. It's just like, wow, there sure are primary colors there. And some white. What, what's this artist's name? Uh, P.A. Mondrian. You've definitely seen. It's it's all the like, it's usually like square patterns and they have blue, red, and yellow like squares along with just like white, basically. Sure. Um, I definitely misspelled his name. Oh, okay. Yeah. I never had a name attributed to this piece, but I, yeah, very cool. I like Mondrian and I like... Basically all impressionist painters. I'm a big, uh, big, uh, Claude Monet fan. Um, okay. I'm a big Frank Caliendo fan. Yeah. My <laughs> yeah. favorite impressionist. And if he was doing an impression um, of P.A. Mondrian, I think it would sound a little something like this. Because he's a visual artist, you're not saying anything? <laughs> yeah. I think what it would actually sound like is he would just do like a John Madden voice. But it would just be like, yeah. oh, you got oh. your red here, you got your blue here. <laughs> Boom. It's pretty good, actually. Hey, the playoffs are happening, baby. That's right. The NFL playoffs are here, and the Lions are in it? No, no, they are not. Damn. They did have a winning really record tough. this year, though. And all of those kneecaps. Did you know the Detroit Lions actually eat seven kneecaps a year in their sleep? I've heard this before. That's true. Um, Terry says at Tribal Council that this has been a very physically tough uh, experience. Dan says it's been tough, but appreciates the companionship. Dan is the astronaut. Uh, yes, I believe so. Uh, Austin talks about the fish they've caught. Every time I've read Austin throughout this whole episode, I couldn't recall what he looked like, so I was just imagining Austin Theory. What if he was in Survivor? That'd be funny. Yeah. Get Austin Theory on Survivor. <laughs> and then midway through, Jeff Hashtag. is like, your name is Theory now. Yeah. And then at the at the final tribal council, he's like, my name's Austin Theory, actually, the whole time. It was me, Austin Theory, the whole time. And then at the end, uh, Jeff Probst intro- uh, fin- finally introduces him as Beyblade's Dark Blade or whatever the fuck. Did you hear about this? No, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> okay, here's the, here's the latest in Austin Thor lore. Austin Thor lore? 
Austin Theory Lore. This is a new segment called Austin Thor, in which I tell you about Austin Theory Lore. Um, he, uh, he came out to, I don't know, whatever event a few months ago, and somebody hit the wrong button. So instead of his like nameplate playing on the Titan Tron behind him as he made his entrance, they played the like Beyblade graphic for the toy they were selling, like between scenes. You know how the commentators will always be like, hey, this this show is brought to you by Cheesy Puffs or whatever. Or in this case, it was Beyblades, Blades in the Dark or whatever the fuck the toy was called. I'm shocked that Beyblades are still a thing. Why not? Cool tops fighting? What's I guess, yeah, than that? the appeal is universal. <laughs> um, so, uh, the um, Austin Theory is um, Mr. Beyblades now. Look it up, it's funny. Uh, Jeff asked Misty if there's more pressure on the women because the men are doing so well. What is, Jeff, what does that mean? <laughs> Why did you ask that question? Yeah, I don't know. Come on, man. <laughs> Uh, Ruth Marie says that she feels vulnerable, but she only gets two votes to Misty's four. Goodbye, Misty. I can't believe the hot young people alliance didn't work. Yeah, it, well, it always works so well is the thing. Yeah. Well, you know, you, you had to trim some fat. And now it's uh, Diamond's uh, brightest friends or whatever the fuck they say. <clears throat> um, so let's two episodes of Survivor. I know that's a lot of content for one week, Thomas. But I, I do have to ask, did you watch the challenge Ryder Dies last night? No. Okay, well, they did a challenge where Jordan and Fessel had to shoot balls at targets, and then Devin helped Jordan from the sideline, and then Fessel was doing so poorly that he helped him too, even though he was on the other team. Then two other people did a puzzle, and then two other people did a memorization puzzle, and then they did a game where two people were attached to a tight bungee, and they had to both reach a bar at the end, in the sand. Uh, by the end of the challenge, Fessel's team had a better time, so they won. Then it was Nani and Mariah in the elimination, and they had to lift up a heavy wall to reveal scrambled words, and then unscramble them on a separate board, and then press a button once they've solved all the words. Also, guess who made an appearance? Who? Well, it's, uh, I'll give you a hint. The season's called Rider Dies, and TJ is the host. TJ's a married man. So who might his rider die be? Is this why did TJ's wife show up? TJ's wife came and she introduced the challenge for them and um, said a did, bunch of lines that TJ would normally say. And it was did she awkward. also laugh at their misfortune? Um, at one point, um, he whispered something about one of their strategies to her. He was like, "Oh, she's like." putting the letters on the board before unscrambling it. That's a horrible strategy. And she just goes. Okay. It was very funny. <laughs> she was so not invested. <laughs> please. She's like, please do this for me, honey. Okay. <laughs> like, I imagine. <laughs> like, she just came to whatever country they shot in to, like, visit, you know, for a week or whatever. And he was like, oh, I got to go to the shoot tonight. Do you want to come? <laughs> I'm like, well, yeah, I guess I'm not doing anything else. Uh, so Nani and Mariah finish at the same time, but Mariah spelled one of the words wrong because she was moving too fast. So Nani won. Heck, how about that? Uh, cool. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Here's the music minute. Music make you lose control. Music. 
to, to, to quote Bernie Sanders, yeah, okay, great. <laughs> <laughs> or to quote TJ's wife. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, at the Music Minute, it's a song dedicated by Two Door Cinema Club. Don't remember what it was. Um, Somewhere Only We Know by Keen is another song they played this episode. Uh, do you remember this song? What, what song is this? Somewhere Only We Know. Oh, yes, I do remember that song by Keen. I think that's yes. how it goes, yeah. Uh, this was the first single from their debut album, Hopes and Fears. Oh, that's kind of fun, like Hopes and Dreams, but it's different. Uh, released February 16th, 2004. How, t- how old would you have been 2004, to- to- Thomas? How old would I have been in 2004? How old would you have been in February 16th, 2004? Uh, I would have been 12 years old. I would have been as well 12 years old. My sister had Keen's CD. That's so cool. Um, Did you know uh, it actually was uh, reached number two on Billboard's top alternative, adult alternative songs? I did not know that. I do now, though. Is uh, she was an adult in 2004, I'm sure, uh, in that she's older than us, and I don't know how old anyone is ever. Um, the lead singer said, writing the song, he was hammering away on the piano. I was thinking of something like David Bowie's Heroes, which you drive along to a really rocking beat. How about that? Okay. Uh, the song is about a place in their hometown where the Battle of Hastings occurred, which was fought on April, nope, October 14th, 1066. I don't really know what that is. Do you know what that is? The Battle of Hastings? Um, I've heard of it, but I can't say that I really know much about it. There yeah, are a lot of wars sure. back then. <laughs> and today still, too. Military industrial complex and all of that uh, This song has been covered about a million times So that's um, Keen Not a lot of music this week, weirdly I don't know Strange why. Oh well more, more next week, I'm sure I hope so I really hope so Because um, Music Minute's a fun time We love to talk about music now we're we're running low on um, these uh, what's it called Mad Libs Survivor Mad Libs, but we've still got a few left. Thomas, this is a segment, of course. I want to tell you, you know, listener, this is a segment called Probes Pros. So, magic. So we what? are running low on them, and yeah, yeah, I would like to point out that I do have a hard out pretty quick here, so. Maybe we Do skip want, this this week. We can save, save this for next this week. week. You know what? I love that that way of thinking. Um, so we'll um, we'll we'll do that next week, and it's going to be good. Thomas, tell people your Twitter before you have to leave. You can follow me at Tom Not Tom. I'm on there. I'm posting. You know what it is. DYWSLN is the show on Twitter. DYWSLN is the show on Twitter and on Survivor Instagram. It's the only Survivor podcast. I'm trying to go fast, so I'm misreading all of the words. Patreon shows, patreon.com slash justpodcast. We just invented a new one where you can give us $100 for some reason. Do you remember why you said that earlier? Oh, it was uh, for the high five cam. The high five cam, of course. $100 a month, and we have to operate four drones. We've got to figure this out. Uh, Eventually, it'll pay for itself, okay? (laughs) 
<laughs> sure. You know what? You're right. The investment is worth it. Uh, do you want to give people a boilerplate reviews they can leave us on Apple Podcasts? This is my favorite podcast. I like it better than all the other podcasts. I give it a big thumbs up. Alrighty. Well, until next week when we watch the next two episodes, four and five of Survivor Panama, uh, I'll just say now, have a great summer. Deuces. I was awakened in the middle of the night. Thought I heard you call in my name I looked around, there was nobody there I knew that it was only a dream Well, I pulled up the covers And I tried to go to sleep But I couldn't seem to get you off my mind Here I go again I'm missing you again about giving me just one more try. Doing all of this really made me want to watch that movie again because I don't think I've seen it since high school. Yeah, because why I, would I rewatch it? I'm but. gonna tell you, if I watched it, I probably wouldn't like it very much because I hate Baz Luhrmann's whole thing. <laughs> yeah, but uh, this one—it's Romeo and Juliet, the world's greatest story ever told. That's a good point. What if James Cameron did Romeo and Juliet? What would that look like? Fucking There'd Navi probably be like a whole hour and a half long period in the middle where they have to go to a different city in Italy, and then there's whales there. It would be the, the water Navi versus the fire Navi, but then there would be a little water girl and a little fire boy, and they would fall in love. Yeah. Just like uh, Katara and Zuko in a fanfic I read. Okay, I wrote it. Okay. I made them all adults, so it was cool that I was writing about it, but that's... This this got defensive very quickly. Okay, because I can hear your thing. I can hear your your disdain in your voice and just the <laughs> the inhalation of air into your mouth. I can hear you're gonna say some shit about my family. I'm gonna say that, that I was, was not. Really that was not the thing that I was. <laughs> that I was judging about. It was more the writing fanfic. Oh, but you that were, I was you, you were judging. I love writing a fanfic. It's my favorite thing. You can read my fanfic at survivorwildwest.tumblr.com. It's about Survivor. Did you you read it, right? The, yeah, I mean it's been a while, but yeah. Here I go again. I'm you again. Think about giving me just one more time. Think about giving me just one more time. Smarten up probes. <laughs>